Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. If you had your Bible with you, and you wanted to follow the scripture reading, you turn to the book of Luke, the sixth chapter, and we will read the portions of that chapter, beginning with the 46th verse, and through the 49th, and then we'll drop back and read the 38th verse. Now listen to this. The Lord is speaking, and he is saying, And why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? For everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts upon them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation upon the rock. And when a flood rose, a torrent to burst against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house upon the ground without any foundation, the torrent to burst against it and immediately it collapsed, and the ruin of that house was great. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. They will pour into your lap, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Taken together, pressed down, and running over. The road to plenty. The paradoxes within the scriptures. If a man would save his life, he must lose it. If he would live, he must die. If he would have, you must give. Now, I wonder how many of us really, really believe in this particular paradox. If you would have, uh, you must give. Now, dear friends, those of you who are doing precisely that. Uh, you know the law of, of sowing and reaping and you're backed up on it. I really have anything to say to you this morning. But those of you who have not tried it, I do have a great deal to say to you this morning. And this information that I have for you this morning is absolutely fantastic and absolutely wonderful. And let me say to you, I do not care how full and complete your life is until you have responded to the call of God and acted upon his laws and his principles, you have not yet received all that God has for you. Now, if you will, please, you listen up for just a, just a few moments. As we talk about the principle and the premise on which you and I can build a fantastic, wonderful life. And I only want to talk about one this morning, and that being give, and it shall be given to you. Now. Wherever a farmer there be out there, even the, the smart ones and the dumb ones all know about the, this law of God. If you will sow in due time, you will reap. And it's just as sure and just as beautiful as that. Now, I was talking to a man this past week that had a very interesting problem. This past spring, before corn planting time, he was thinking in terms that he had X number of hogs that he wanted to feed, and so he figured it out 
to the best of his ability at that time, how many acres of corn that he needed to plant in order that he would have X numbers of bushels to harvest. Well, he just finished his harvest this past week or so, and you know they've got those new combines that go into the field and where we had to do it by hand, and they just go in there and pull the corn off of the stalk and shuck it and shell it right in the field and take the shell corn and you bring it in and put it into these big silo bins. As I was watching this man fill one of those bins with that shell corn, maybe two or three hundred bushel at one time. I don't know how much it was, but it was a, was a great sum. Well, his problem happens to be, he says, I miscalculated this spring. Instead of having near what I need, I find that I have a surplus of grain like you wouldn't believe, and I don't know what to do with it. In fact, he says, the thing that I'm doing now is looking for some more stock, especially cows, to feed out in order to take care of the overflow of my grain bins simply because I miscalculated this spring. Well, that's a nice problem to have. But we're talking about a principle. Even the dumbest farmer out there knows that he must plant or sow before he can harvest a crop. You know, if these farmers acted like you and I do sometimes, we'd probably all starve to death, really. We come to this spiritual change-up and this physical change-up in life when we think about the kingdom of God and about our life, and we work out our own laws instead of leaving the law of God to be what it really is. And, and what a pity, and what a pity it really is. You see, the law that you and I gather about ourselves, we say, well, my need is great, and so I'll get and keep everything that I possibly can in order that all of my needs will be taken care of. And so that's precisely what we do. And we go out and we work and we labor and we sweat and we carry on from sunup to sundown and into the dark, and yet we find that our lives are not fulfilled the way that we would hope that they would be. Or we say that if we have to sow something, that we will see how little we can sow. Instead of thinking in terms of, if our need happens to be great, to think in terms of how much can I sow. Now what a difference in those two approaches that you and I make in relation to this life that we're living today. And when we think about the scriptures, every one of them, from the Old Testament to, to the in the New Testament, and speak to us towards one point. If you have a great need, you need to do a lot of sowing, because if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. And we're told this pointedly and in a direct way from the Word of God. Now, friends, I want to ask you a direct question this morning, and that's simply being this. Do you have what you need? And do you really have a fulfilled life? Now, folks, I want to tell you something that I believe, if I believe anything, I believe in this God that created us, and I don't believe that this God would create us with a capacity that he didn't intend to fulfill. I believe the same God that created you and me is one and the same God has already made provisions for us, already made provisions for us for these lives of ours to be filled completely and totally. I could not believe in a God that would deliberately do something to us, create us with a capacity, and never intend to see that that capacity was fulfilled. And dear friends, let me say to you, if you find yourself in a position this morning that your life is less than being fulfilled, I want to tell you this morning that you're the ones that need to listen carefully now to the rest that is going to be said here, and it's going to be said quickly and to the point. 
You see, you need to know two or three things to proceed with. Number one, and I like to say it this way and say it quickly, you need to know what your specific needs happen to be. Your specific needs. I went to the hospital some time ago to see a sister of a member of the church, and this lady did not know me, and when I went into the hospital room to see her, she mistook me for being one of the doctors that comes around, and I asked her how she was doing, and she began to turn the sheet back to show me precisely where she was hurting. <laughs> and I had to tell her quickly, look, I'm just a Methodist preacher coming to say hi to you, <laughs> not a doctor. But you see, she knew exactly where she was hurting. She didn't have to think about where I'm hurting and where I have a need. And this, I, she knew precisely where she was hurting. And I want to tell you something. We need to be precise and direct with God, too. I think about this grandmother uh, that I was told about and was praying to the Lord that uh, she was getting bored with life, having retired and everything, and said uh, she was just praying that the Lord would bless her some way. Well, it worked out that her son-in-law and her daughter had, uh, he was called out of town, had to go for a couple of weeks with some family business or something in another state. They had three grandchildren, so they left the three grandchildren with grandmother. And after the two weeks was up, the grandmother said, well, Lord, I don't think this is quite the blessing I was looking for. <laughs> you know, some of us grandparents would like to have that kind of a thing, and some of you that are grandparents know that it can be overdone sometimes. But we need to be specific with our Heavenly Father. And then, is it a possibility that you do not have enough to pay the bills or to meet your expected standard of living? Could it be that you have completely ignored uh, this calling of God and this principle of sowing and reaping? Dear friend, I will tell you there is precisely and totally where your problem is. It really is here. You know, it's very difficult for us to believe in these paradoxes, to give, to receive. In fact, I think that if the Lord had been talking to me, I could have told him a better way to go about doing it. But he didn't ask me. And you know, I went 20 years of my life before I could come to the place where I could believe this, and I couldn't believe it after someone told me about it. And the only way that I began to give a tithe of my income, because someone said, now, would you do it if you saw it in the Bible? And I was dumb enough to say yes. And so I was hooked, you know, because it spelled it specifically. And you see, I was doing it for the wrong reason, but nevertheless, God honored uh, that decision that was made so many years ago. Now, folk, I want to tell you that that, outside of salvation now, outside of committing my heart to my soul to the Lord Jesus Christ, as far as I am personally concerned for my own good now, for my own fulfillment, that was the second wisest decision that I have ever made in my life. Now, someone asked me, an emotional thing sometimes with me. But I'm going to tell you about the realities of life and a way of life that I am sure of. And it's based right here on God's Word. And if you would turn into the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, and along about the 15th verse, you remember that's that famous passage about the prodigal son. You know, this man took everything his father had and goes out and winds up in a pig pen. And then he is on the way back home. He comes to his senses, he said. Well, thank God for that. I think he came to his senses to tithe, really. Well, anyway, in the 22nd verse, it says, But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, 
bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Now, folks, let me say to you, now this is my experience and there are those of my family who are here this morning that can testify to this as being an absolute. Number one, I have a home that I never paid one red dime for. In fact, the key was given to me in such a way of that home with every stick of furniture left in it, just the way that it was. Completely and totally debt-free. I drove a car that was not bought by me. It served my family well. I drove it for several years, sold it to my son for $200, and he didn't pay me, and he <laughs> went ahead and drove the car. I don't think he paid me, I'm not sure. And anyway, after he had uh, driven it a while and gotten his use out of it he wanted, wound up great his situation, he gave it to his sister, or he may have sold it to her, but I don't think she paid him either. And so after she used it to go through graduate school out here at the University of Louisville, they gave it back to me, <laughs> and I got the car back. I think I made a mistake for ever getting rid of that car. I am talking to you about a relationship with God that he will honor. It's not because that I am some type of special person. It is not because that I am so unique within my own being that he will only do this for me. Dear friends, let me tell you, the promise is to every living one of us. And I'm going to close with this door. I was talking to a grandfather here the other day. He married a, a lady. He had never been married. He married a lady whose husband had died and had two children. They've grown up now, and they uh, have grandchildren. And he said he's going to leave everything that he has to these grandchildren. If, now listen to this. I'm not saying that he's right or wrong in the situation, but this is what he's going to do. He has a pretty large estate, I'll tell you that right now. And he says, I'm going to leave it to my grandchildren if they do not neglect me, if they'll call me every once in a while, and if they come by to see me every once in a while. Now, this grandfather swore me to secrecy. I can't tell those grandchildren that. I know those grandchildren, and I know they'll get tied up in life, and I'd like to say to them, for God's sake, if you're thinking about something to give you return, be kind to your grandfather. Go see this man every once in a while. He's not your real grandfather, but he was married to your grandmother, so go see this man every once in a while, at least once or twice a year. Call him on the telephone. Be solicited of him. Be kind and considerate and understanding. But you know, I can't do that because he told me not to. Dear friends, I want to tell you something. I am not sworn to secrecy when it comes to what God will do for you if you will honor him. It's an open situation. And I want to tell you, if you... If you will sow in the Lord's field, he is the Lord of that field, the church, and he takes special pride in it and special care, and you cannot sow any seed in his church without it bringing you some kind of a yield and a harvest far beyond your greatest and wildest expectation. Sow the seed to fill your need and make ready for the party. Dear friends, the harvest will be sure just as it was in the day of the prodigal son that returned so long ago. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of his words, finishing the work he started and making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 